This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. I'd like to thank our sponsors who make our podcast possible. We take our podcast with the ongoing support of Raider and Jason Sikora, our sound engineer. Raider is a hands-on IT service provider that integrates all of your needs for advanced technical support, effective communication options, and cybersecurity. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work. We understand. Please visit RaiderSolutions.com for more information. Iberia Bank and First Horizon, who are now one bank. Two relationship-driven banks, both leaders in the industry, have officially joined forces. The combination of Iberia Bank and First Horizon creates a leading financial services company dedicated to enriching the lives of their clients, associates, and their communities. I'd also like to thank Lafayette General Health, who has joined the Oshner Health family and is now Oshner Lafayette General. As one health system, Oshner Lafayette General will provide expanded services and enhanced care from the familiar faces you already trust. Oshner Lafayette General means more resources to help solve healthcare's toughest problems, reinvesting in our communities, and being further committed to health and wellness. Oshner Lafayette General, together means more. Learn more today at togethermeansmore.org. Our guest today is Josh Gorey, owner of Completeful. Completeful offers a drop shipping service that allows entrepreneurs to create an online business and sell products without having to keep inventory and without having to pay for products beforehand. This allows business owners to start selling at little to no cost and work from their laptop anywhere in the world. To bring this home, many of you may have heard that the former Walmart building in North Lafayette was purchased by an up-and-coming entrepreneur who is setting the e-commerce world on fire. This is Josh Gorey. I met him online through his cousin, Derek Moore, an investor in the Walmart location on the Evangeline Thruway. I've looked forward to this interview so that I can learn, along with you, how e-commerce works and how our shopping experiences have been upended and improved through technology. Dropshipping continues to grow in popularity, and today, about 33% of e-commerce stores use dropshipping as a fulfillment method. Josh, I want to welcome you to Discover Lafayette. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm thanks excited. for taking time. This is this is something I had read about with interest, and one of the reasons is, you know, North Lafayette, many people think has been left behind as far as revitalization and development. And your investment, along with Derek Moore and your, your other partner that I'll let you talk about, it was a signal that this is a great place to be located and to, to grow Absolutely. a successful business. So before we get into your purchase of Walmart and what Completeful does, you have a really interesting background, and I'd like you to talk about how you got here, because I know you didn't, you weren't in business, right, when you were in college. Correct, yeah. This wasn't your focus. No, it was not. No, it was not. Um, so went to school at Louisiana Tech, uh, graduated from Glenmore High School, uh, went there. Um, I really wanted to be a biomedical engineer was, you know, what I was shooting for, and um uh, the only school at the time that offered it was Louisiana Tech. And I got a track scholarship, so I decided to go there and run track. And uh, a couple took a couple internships that were great. And the only thing um, about those internships is I wanted to be an engineer, but it was like you you have to be an engineer inside this box. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm not that type of person. Like I just I, I want to be able to just free think and, and and if I come up with a creative solution, mm-hmm. us use that. 
Uh, also, the speed at which things got adopted was also a problem. I could come up with something, develop the most amazing product you've ever seen, but it may not come to market for 50 years. I may not even see it actually, you know, unless there's just a ton of money behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's You may not even ever see it come to fruition. So that was kind of... Uh, something that just kind of steered me off from wanting you know, to do that. I wanted to design and build prosthetics is what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And um, so I, in college, one of the guys on the track team, his name is Justin Martin. He's the third uh, partner okay. in the Walmart building. Um, Justin and I, he invited me. Uh, it was a network marketing business. And um, so he, he invited me to come listen. And um, I was... Uh, I don't know if you've ever met very many engineers when they're when they're young, but I was a total introvert. Uh, I studied biomedical engineering and computer programming, so I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get a whole lot of people time. Well, the mind just works differently. Yeah, and and, and, and I'm still I'm still naturally that introvert when I'm alone. Um, but when uh, when I when I got involved in that network marketing company, I it, it, it broke me out of that shell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd kind of got to the point where I was making a, l- a little bit of money, but I wanted to make more in commissions. And Justin had just went to dental school; he had just got into dental school, and so I didn't have him. That he was the, he spoke for me everywhere we went. And so then it got to the point where he was like kind of cut off, and yeah. I had to do the speaking. And uh, so it was just one of those things. It was kind of a you know mind over matter type deal. I was like, I can go out and I can do this. You had to psych yourself up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so I got a friend of mine. We went to Dallas, and I probably gave uh, fifty to a hundred presentations in about a week. And uh, the worst speaking you've you ever. Think so? Oh, I know. It was it was awful. <laughs> I would I would forget entire segments of what I was supposed to say, and just it was it was bad. And it was just I was getting so nervous. You try mm-hmm. to just hurry up and get to the end. Brain freeze. Yeah, and yeah. then you, you, I would I would forget where I was because mm-hmm. I'd done so many presentations that day, and then just I would just completely leave things off. So I started recording myself listening, you know, listening back, and I could have said this better, done this better, and um, so. I mean, I, it probably took me 500 of them things to, to the point where I finally felt like I was, you know, okay at it. And um, I come down to uh, Alexandria and was speaking for a friend of mine, and he invited like he had like 15 people there that I had to talk to. And before this point, I'd only talked to like one or two at a time. And so speaking in front of 15 people to me was just my heart yeah. was just you know pounding. And uh, I get done with the presentation, and my friend Marcus had heard like a lot of people give these that were really good give these presentations, you know, already. So he hears me, he comes up and he's like, Hey man, I, I think that was the best presentation I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. And I was like, really? I was like, in my mind, I was like, I thought I did terrible. Um, and I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And I was, and then it started, and I, and I remembered like at that presentation, there were things that I left out that mm-hmm. I was supposed to say and I knew it. And, uh, and I was like, well, I guess it doesn't matter so much what I'm saying or it's just how I'm saying it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now it's when I get around people, I, I go straight into that, like, charismatic like sales mode sales mode yeah. and uh but when i'm alone i'm just you, you can be uh-huh. we can be in the same room and i'll never say a word uh, right. it's just i go into the i'm it, i'm just i'm a different person when i'm around people and it's it's weird right. but it it's now i've grown into that it just it's like autopilot it just it kind of happens now you mentioned the prosthetics you wanted to design those is that what you were what were you pitching when you were doing so all these it was pitches? a um it was limu so it was a basically liquid seaweed Oh, so another just another product. Completely. Yeah, just another okay. product completely. Uh-huh. Yeah, had nothing to do with what I yeah, was what going you wanted to, school to do. For. Yeah, yeah. Um, somehow people thought that they were tied together. Like all of a sudden, I'm like a you know seaweed yeah. expert because I'm a biomedical engineer, but that's not how that worked. Uh-huh. I, was, I just I just you know learned the speech and went out and kind of gave my own story. Right. Yeah, and then um, after doing that, I you know listened to a few um, audio books. One of them was a Rich Dad Poor Dad. And um, it was the first kind of entrepreneur type mindset mm-hmm. I'd ever heard. Um, and 
I originally thought that I needed all this money. My goal was to be an engineer for a while and uh, buy some raisin canes. That's what oh, I wanted yeah. to do. That was my guaranteed success. Yeah, that was my that's what I, that was my plan. Mm-hmm. Be an engineer for a few years, save up save up enough money, buy raisin canes. And um, then I realized I didn't necessarily need to save up all this money. I could get started with little to no money. Where you were. Yeah. And um, so uh, had some really good success with um, uh, the network marketing company, Limu. And then uh, first traditional business I bought was a hair salon. Really? Yeah. yeah. It kind of throws people for a loop. But how, how did that get chosen? So I had a friend of mine that was uh, in my Limu business that said, man, you need to open up a hair salon. And I was like, Really? So I started looking at all these locations, and it was going to cost all this money to, you know, to you know, fit a building for it, and all the equipment mm-hmm. and booths and everything. Well, this uh, guy in Alexandria had built one for his daughter, and then uh, the construction, his construction business wasn't doing so well, so he wasn't able to kind of put the note for it anymore, and she wasn't able to keep up with the lease. So he said, if you come in. And you take over the lease for this hair salon, and it was really nice. And they yeah. went, they, they they went all out on it. He said, if you just take over the lease. I'll give you everything inside. All the equipment? Yeah, all the equipment. He said, I just can't afford. You just need to walk away from it. I just it. can't afford to keep paying this lease every month. Uh-huh. And uh, Did you have I mean, any hairdressers lined up? No. No. <laughs> Didn't know anybody. So I'm, at this point, I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to find, I got to find some hairdressers. Yeah. So um, I go to, <laughs> I go to a, um, uh, actually the guy that told me about a hair salon said, I got, a, I got a lady that you need to talk to. So I go and talk to her and she said, I can get all of my hairdressers to move to this location and it was right next to the other hair salon. They were working out of the mall, and um, and I was like, oh, "Great!" So went had a uh, we went to. How do you uh, audition hairdressers, though, Josh? Like, did oh, matter? I you no, didn't know? I did yeah. No background. We went to Lo- <laughs> we went we went to Logan's. About fourteen of them showed up. I gave you know gave them the speech, to, told them what we were trying to do, uh-huh. and uh, everybody's nodding their heads. Okay. Yeah, and about out of that fourteen, I think ten of them ended up um, coming on. And um, so that's a big salon. Yeah, and it was uh, it was it was great. Um, it did it did really well. You made money. Yeah, it, it <laughs> made it made it made great. And what's crazy, it made great money. And then I had moved to Lafayette at this point, and um, I knew they were robbing me blind in oh, there. No. no, your cash not getting to the register. Yeah. I knew it. There's too. a lot of cash. In yeah, business. but it was still making money. So and you could I, pay your nose. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't really have an, an, an investment. I, I think I over, like total, I think I ended up spending like $15,000 or something like that to, for everything and for everything else inside the building. It was hardly, hardly anything for, you know, for a business like that. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I think I had it for about two years and a friend of mine's, um, uh, wife was in uh, beauty school and he had a distant relative that he had never really met as an adult, but had met this guy when he was a, a child that was a plastic surgeon. And when he passed away, he willed my friend a bunch of money. And so he said, I want to buy your hair salon. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not really trying to sell it. Yeah. He was like, Whatever, you just name a price and I'll come in and buy it. Was he in the hair business? His, his, so he, he wasn't in the hair business, but his wife was in beauty school. So, so, she, so they wanted to have that just ready for her. Have it ready for her. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So they so you're came able in. to. Yep. They came in and bought it and took that off my hands. And, yeah. and then you you're over here. Yep. So you were getting, I guess, at this point, a feel for like I can, I can make a deal. Yeah. 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 And, and it was, you know, seeing seeing you know something like that and saying I can I can take what someone else is not, I guess just not having some success at it. And They're not maximizing. Yeah. It. Not yeah. maximizing it and see where I can come in right. and do it. Make you know maybe do I it a little that. better. And so in the midst of doing that, um, that's when I opened up my first Jimmy John's, which is really close to the hair salon, mm-hmm. and it was in Alexandria. And um, I built that store from scratch. Um, probably the worst experience 
ever. Uh, just overall, when people ask me about getting involved in a franchise, I'm just like, I tell them you basically steer the other way. Not that anything, you know, anything bad about Jimmy John's. It was just, mm-hmm. it was supposed to cost X amount of dollars and it ended up costing twice that. And you have to follow their guidelines, right? You have to follow their, that was the, that was also like being an engineer inside of a box. Like yeah. you can be an engineer, you know, an entrepreneur, but you still have to follow it. If I want to go in there tomorrow and heat sandwiches up, I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's what all franchises are, right? Just You've got about, to follow just the about. playbook. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, the ones that are good, are good franchises, that's what they do. But you were not just in Alexander. You ended up expanding Jimmy John's. Yep. So said I would never own another store. It was just like, this is a disaster. <laughs> um, ended up getting a really good deal on the one in Lake Charles. So I bought that one and then got an, uh, bought my third store in Monroe. Um, so that was, that's, you know, I got the mm-hmm. three I have now. Um, but your road warrior yeah, up yeah. and down the highway. Huh? <laughs> I've actually never seen or the one in Monroe. <laughs> it, it came up as a really good deal and I just happened to buy it and, and we had the people to put in place. I've, uh-huh. I've never seen the building. You don't think they're robbing you blind? No, nah, they, could, they could be, <laughs> but I, I just, I just sold that one though. So yeah, so that's fun. So when, what period of time was all this happening in? Because you're, you, you're not out of school that long. Yeah, so my junior year is when Justin had introduced me mm-hmm. uh, to Limu. And then... So what how, what year about was that? Like That was 2011. So really, this has just been a 10-year period. Yeah, that was, that was 2011. Uh-huh. Uh, Gosh. Yeah, then... Well, it could have been, been... No, it would have been 2012. So 2012 is when he introduced it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2013 was my senior year in college. Um, I actually quit right before I graduated. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't finish. Well, you can do that later yeah. <laughs> in your spare time. Yeah, I. Yeah, so I. I or go I, to beauty school. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was 2013. I think opened up, opened up the Jimmy Johns in 2015. Is when I opened up the uh, the first store. Mm-hmm. Um, when I opened up the Jimmy Johns, uh, so I had the hair salon, had the Jimmy Johns, and what I would do is in the morning I'd go up, go in there, and I, I just wanted to learn everything just in case something happened. And I was able to go in there and, you know, right. you know, make bread the right way or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever need be. So I'd go in there and work in the morning, usually from like eight to about around one o'clock till after the lunch rush. And then I would go home or go to the coffee shop, get on my computer and try to learn e-commerce. And, um, uh, I just, I knew that was the, I knew that was where people were going. And so I said, I'm gonna start a website and I'm gonna start selling stuff. Did you, you mentioned rich dad, poor dad. Did you get these ideas from some of the books you had been reading or just from being on top of business trends? Um, I mean, the, the, the rich dad, poor dad made me not want to uh, continue what I was doing as far mm-hmm. as being an engineer. Um, and then going forward, I just, I could see everybody was, you know, buying stuff online. I, mm-hmm. I knew that was the, I knew that was the thing. I just, I instinctively, I just, I kind of knew like, Everybody's gonna buy stuff online. I just right. and the thought process for me was I kept thinking about my Jimmy Johns and I would sit there because I'd be on my computer sometimes working in there, and I said, "There's only a certain even if this is the only Jimmy Johns in the world and everybody on earth wants to come buy out of this Jimmy Johns, there's only a certain number of people that can come in and out of that door." Mm-hmm. And I said, "But if I have a website, it doesn't matter. It's it's endless. I can have as many people as I want going in there." And I, that was the kind of thing that that was the kind of thought process that got me thinking. I see. One yeah. step at a time about how to improve operations. Yeah, exactly. Then, and yeah. so, um, so I bought, basically started selling stuff on websites or trying to sell stuff on, on websites. And um, like I what sold kind of stuff? Fishing bait, bikinis, uh, leather jackets. One website? No, 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 no. A bunch of different websites. Okay, Etsy yeah. kind of just stuff? Etsy, just... et, I uh, stumbled on, got it on Etsy. So I got involved in Etsy at the very beginning when Etsy had almost just started. Uh-huh. And um, there was all these bikinis. Yeah, all these, all these issues that I had with uh, with Etsy, and um, 
so then I was like, I'm going to go back to, um, I use Shopify. It's was, was what I used to get started. So for $30 a month, you have a website. You don't have to worry about the uh, SSL certificates or anything like that as far as people checking out. You just put like your logo or something. You put your logo on there and it's almost, um, wow. you know, drag and drop type mm-hmm. um, website. It's it's really easy. And trustworthy. And, yeah, and trustworthy. And so um, using Shopify, you, you can create your own website, have your own domain name, everything you want. And then it's figuring out marketing. How do I get people yeah. to this website, right? And so that's, that's really what's needed to, if you want to do well in e-commerce, the marketing side of it is, is just about everything because mm-hmm. you can have a terrible website, terrible workflow. You get a lot of traffic to it. People are going to buy. And so, um, I used Facebook and it was learning how to use Facebook ads. And so I got, was that effective for you? Uh, at first, no, and I lost very, you're watching all these YouTube gurus, you know, telling yeah. you how much money they're making, you know, and in it a day. changes so fast. And, all the rules would change. And it was, it was really just, um, it's disheartening just to, you know, see all these people have, or I don't even know if they're having success. Most of these guys don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but they that's, one, that's, that's one thing I can tell somebody is don't believe everybody on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can come up with any kind of way to trick you to buy their 500 or $1,000 course. I never bought any of those courses, but I see people doing that. I'm like, that oh, is the no. worst. You can learn everything you need for free. It sounds like trial and error. Yes. You know? A lot of trial and error. So finally, after spending a lot of money quitting like four or five times, I finally fi- figured out Facebook ads. Uh-huh. And, um, I, what I did was I used it to target weddings. Oh. And because if you're on Facebook and you're about to get married, you've with your significant other, you've already put on there that you're engaged. Right. Mm-hmm. And so using Facebook, you can target people that are engaged and when you're talking to people that are engaged, they need to buy wedding stuff. They have to buy groomsmen gifts. They have to mm-hmm. buy invitations. And so then you have the audience, and I just got to supply them with a product. And so that's that's how I started out. Um, that's how, That was my first kind of taste of I know what I'm doing. Did you have a name for your company at that point, or were you just Josh? You know, um, just, did you have a logo and a company uh, the, name? The first... It was called... Um, Put you on the spot. I can't even, I can't even think it was... I had so many webs. I had like um, it's history though. Huh? Yeah, I had, I had <laughs> some that were, it was called um, from him to her, from oh. her to him dot com. I had uh, the one that really did well was uh, yours personalized. Oh, that was my first website that did um, pretty. And I had your wedding things. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wedding things was probably my. Uh, I can't remember which one of those came first. I, I kind of split them up to one of them had higher ticket items and. And you would just like try stuff, like just see what's stuck. Yep, like trust, what's, yep. What hits the wall and doesn't, yeah. Yep. One bank account, I'm just curious how this works. You oh, have different you, bank you accounts. You don't even want to know. With really? that. You should have seen what bringing it's, that to my accountant. They were just like. It's a lot of spreadsheets. Uh, so. Yeah, it was it was an absolute mm-hmm. nightmare. Uh, when I it made came $5 to, here, but then this one hit. Like yeah, this one did and well. so it was all, we, I, I wasted, you should have seen all the different websites and money coming in from here and there. And my, and my couch was like, I have no idea what to do with any of this. Now, luckily, everything, I have somebody in place that just yeah. looks at every transaction that comes through and says, hey, what is this? Hey, mm-hmm. what is that? Hey, and they help that? you set up. Yeah. And, right and for the most part, they know what just about every transaction is. Uh-huh. So it's it's a, it's a lot better than it was. But I think, I think a lot of people get so caught up in trying to organize that that they don't, they, they don't just go out and do it. 
And, and I have that, like, go out and do it, figure out the rest later, right? Go ahead and right. get the sales. We'll figure out what the tax thing is, you mm-hmm. know, later, how this is going to be categorized. Just go out and make the sales first. You can stub your toe, though, sometimes, huh? Yes, <laughs> I've done that a couple of times. And the IRS doesn't have a sense of humor. No, they don't. They, they've, they, they, they've given me uh, some <laughs> slack, but it's just like, yeah, it's, yeah, ignorance of the law is no excuse. <laughs> no, I know. I want to get into how you actually started Complete Full and, and let you talk about that, but I want to take a break during every show, we look back at a past interview um, that I've done. And this one, when I was preparing, and I want to tell people, we've never met before. I'm just learning along with people that I love your story because you're inspiring me to see what's possible and to just to go for it. You know, sometimes ideas, if you don't jump on them, they're gone. So I want to thank you for doing this today. One of our past interviews was with Jim Doré. He's an executive business coach with Vistage, and he's here locally. And in this little clip, Jim discusses the importance of emotional intelligence in business success and working with others effectively. And I know you've had to learn that, too, yeah, oh, to keep yourself successful. This moment is brought to us by Kurgan Brothers Sonic. Sonic is your ultimate drink stop with more than 1.3 million drink combinations, including limeades, frozen drinks, lemonades, etc. And each day, you can stop at happy hour at your local Sonic and get a uh, 50% off drink or slush from two to four. So when you leave here, you can go get a diet cherry limeade, Josh, and <laughs> enjoy it. That sounds good. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I want to thank Ted Kurgan and, and um, Kurgan Brothers Sonic for sponsoring this clip. Let's give a listen to Jim. One of my favorite is a, uh, a video that was done by Lou Holtz. It's called Do Right. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was done when, I mean, it's so, so old. The film is so old, it's almost ridiculous. But the message is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he talks about people and how you, you, know, how you treat people. Yeah. Um, and he so it goes on, he says, you know, when people meet you, they want to know a few things. Can I trust you? Um, you know, will you, will you do what you say? And are you committed? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great speaker. Oh, he's a wonderful speaker. I heard speaker. him speak in person here. And, uh, yeah. I'd so, love to meet this man because he is I know. He is one heck of a leader. So you're, when you're talking about Lou Holtz, I want to go back to the, the, the coaching that you do. It seems that emotional intelligence, you know, the ability to interact with others is really what makes a great leader. Is that what you hone in on with your CEOs? I mean, how much oh, do you get into that? Do. In fact, we had a speaker um, that came in from Vermont. Uh-huh. Well, actually, she videoed, uh, she zoomed in from Vermont. And uh, her whole subject matter was uh, emotional intelligence, emotional mm-hmm. IQ. And each of us took that little quiz, um, all of everyone in my group, and it highlighted certain traits that we need to work on. And, you know, so then a lot of it has to do with, um, with self, who you are as a person, recognizing that you're different from other people and you're in a position uh, for a reason. You're the leader. And you have to treat people, though, with respect because they are not up to speed with where you are and where you want to go oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, emotional intelligence and being able to read people and understand them um, in an effort to communicate better uh, is extremely important in business. Without it, it's extremely important. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette with Josh Gorey. So, Josh, my mind is just spinning thinking about what you learned in just a eight, nine-year period. Now, how did you go from him to her and hers to him to 
buying the huge, you know, the huge building, the Walmart. And also you mentioned you, you, you own other real estate. You, Correct. It's not just the complete full business. So in 2015, right when I had opened up that first Jimmy John's was kind of around that era when I um, had my first, you know, somewhat success selling online, kind of got the wedding stuff figured out. And a couple years, two, three years goes by with the, um, it would have been, yeah, around 2017, um, I had seen Pretty, you know, good success with the uh, wedding uh, business, but I plateaued. So, and it was a it was a plateau where I knew how to scale the business up, but I didn't have the people to do it. And the only way to get the people to do it was to train, teach them everything that I know. Mm-hmm. And if I went out and I taught them everything that I know, they could go out and do it on their own. Right. And so I said, I need to build a model where. I can still teach everyone everyone everything that I know, and they still want to use, still want to work with me. And they need you. They need me, right? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about all the equipment, everything that we had bought, and uh, in the Jimmy John's business was the first time I'd heard of drop shipping. And uh, I remember saying they drop. It was this piece of equipment. They said we're drop shipping that to here, and I was like. What is drop shipping? I, I, like my in my mind, I'm thinking like a shipping that comes by and they just drop it off. Like I don't yeah. know. What I is know. It? Yeah, what is it? And so uh, first time I'd heard that term, and so I'd asked. I think I asked my dad if he knew what drop shipping was. He was like, Yeah, it's just when you know another company basically fulfills the order for you. And I was like, Oh, that's that's interesting. And so I kind of thought back on that, and um, there was a company. I saw doing this for uh, for T-shirts, mm-hmm. and um, they were just like, hey, we print the T-shirt. You don't have to carry any in stock. And I was like, man, all these wedding-type items. I was like, all these ideas I have, because um, then I was like, I wanted to get I wanted to get involved with people that, um, that were, you know, were about to have a baby or had babies, mm-hmm. and you could sell them all kinds of stuff. But you didn't want to have to buy all the inventory, and right? Well, well I, I knew that I could go out and scale and get those people, but I, I, I was kind of stretched thin. I was answering right. all the customer service messages. Yeah. I was trying to do the hiring. I was, I was actually working a machine at the time. And um, I just, I knew that I could, that what I was doing wasn't scalable. So I said, what if I pay some guys to get a software that allows them to use our service and they can use all of our equipment for free whenever they sell something, we drop ship it for them, mm-hmm. right? And we carry all the inventory, so there's no upfront cost. They don't have to. They don't have to buy these T-shirts or whatever in bulk. They don't have to buy all the printing machines. They don't have to worry about packaging. They don't have to worry about shipping labels, mm-hmm. any of that stuff. And um, so, I had a couple of guys that I, I worked with, and you know, getting started, and you know, teaching them how to you know drop ship, and started bringing on a couple of clients. And I actually had people reach out um, at, the, at the time to say, Hey, can you, can you print some of this or make some of this and just mm-hmm. ship it to our customers for us? And so I knew then it was, that was going to be, uh, you know, the, where, yeah. where we needed to go. And, um, so this was about three years ago, whenever we really started pushing the drop shipping model, right? We want to get out of mm-hmm. selling our own products. We want everybody else to sell it. We just make it and ship it, you know, to our, to their customers. Right. And about two years ago, um, I think it was two years in July. Um, a friend of mine, the guy that's the uh, my third partner mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, the Walmart and Justin. the guy, that, yeah, Justin, the yeah. guy that got me involved in uh, Lima. Justin, we him and I went to. Is well, he a dentist now? He's not a dentist. He okay. quit, he quit dental sorry, school. Sorry, sorry, Justin. I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> anyway, no, he he would tell you he's glad he didn't. He's having more fun. I'm yeah, sure. and so um, two years ago, him and I went on a trip together, and he keeps seeing my phone light up, 
And he's like, what is that? And I was like, it's it's my e-commerce sales. Like, I get a notification on one of my stores. At this at, at that point, I, j- I turned off just about every store that I had because my phone was just going off so much. Uh, but on the, there was a new store, so he saw the notifications coming through. And um, so he saw that, and he was like, I want to learn how to do that. And uh, he didn't know anything about e-commerce. I mean, didn't know what a domain name was. He was completely fresh. And um, so uh, we get started, and I'm going to say at about a year in, he was doing probably thirty to $40,000 a day in sales. And what? Like what, what kind of... Uh, Everything. Everything that we offered selling. We At this point, we were doing... We had metal decor. We had Tumblr. We, we got all kind of different types of merch. Um, and so then it was... A day? Yeah, a day. Now, was he a partner or a competitor? He's a, he's a seller. He's a seller. He's a seller for us. Oh, so then you're still, you're making it, but he's selling that much. He's selling it. We're making it, shipping it to his customers. And he didn't have any liability because until he got paid, he wouldn't give you the order, right? Is that how it works? So what happens is, is whenever an order comes through, Mm -hmm. we have agreed upon amount. So if we're going to sell this coaster right here, uh, we say, hey, we'll we'll make this coaster for $5, Mm -hmm. right? You sell it, let's say you sell it for 10. Whenever the order comes through, you immediately get your $10. But our system knows that we need to charge you five dollars for this. Mm-hmm. So before it comes in our system, we charge you the five bucks, and then you just keep the difference. Okay. And so as soon as we, our order, an order doesn't come into our system unless it's been paid. And so. then, I want you to explain that too. We're looking at a coaster. I'm interested in ball caps. It could be wedding stuff, whatever it is. The metal objects you make. Are these things that you keep in stock in your? Warehouse. Yes, the blanks so, are things. The that we blanks. Keep. Yeah. So you don't sell everything. You have like for vendors, you'll go. I can offer customized production on these type of goods. Yes, and so t-shirts, t-shirts, those uh, types of things. Yeah. We say, hey, you know, we, this is this is what we mm-hmm. have. We can print on it. You can put whatever you want on this. You know, this blank and item. sell it. And this is what you have to pay us. So you have to figure out what you're charging. Whereas the seller, you make money. Yes, because you're and, getting. And we just have a flat rate on mm-hmm. on on those types of items. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get into the Wood decor or metal decor or the you know wall uh-huh. art type stuff, canvas, any of that thing, any of those things. Um, we have different sizes, different you know, and people can submit their own you know different you know crazy uh-huh. uh, dimensions. And the and the metal art and the wood art is like it's almost it's endless. You you can we cut out an image of like uh, uh, Nikola Tesla the other day, mm-hmm. um, and you can get cr- cut out ornaments. I mean everything. We we want to get into jewelry. Um, this it's. There's so many things you can do. With and that's it. competitive. I know we have local manufacturing companies that have been doing that. Oh, all yeah, time. yeah. Well, yeah. we do it. We do a completely different, um, a completely different way. And I know, I know, uh, Matt Stuller, I've kind of told him yeah. about this. And Begnose. Yeah, Begnose. Yeah, Begnose. Begnose is, they, they also, they're, they're all, the, the three of us, we're like completely different mm-hmm. fields. Like we're trying to sell everything e commerce and trying to, my goal is, to take someone, I started complete full with one hundred and fifty dollars. That's how much. That's how much it cost to get everything. The original. I built the very first laser uh, by hand. You little, did yeah, with your built, engineering background. Yeah, built the very first laser engraver, and with one hundred and fifty dollars, and I never invested any more money into it. It just. I, I don't take a pay cut. I don't take a paycheck from complete full. Everything. My other investments pay for my. You know everything that I, my house, my yeah. lifestyle. Um, but it, I just let it reinvest. In. And, it, and it, it was, I didn't never thought it was going to be as big as it is, but the goal was to start a business with that little of money and it, you know, be able to make a, you know, a decent, yeah. uh, you know, income. What's well, your future? Like you said, you can scale this, yeah. you know? So your friend Justin went from not knowing what a domain name was to killing it. 
Yes. He must be a good salesperson. He's the one originally you said that yeah. was oh, a smooth he is. talker. He is, huh? he is a very, he is, he is a good talker, not best. smooth, but I mean. Yeah. Oh, he is the best, best, smoothest talker you've uh-huh. ever, yeah. He, he, he just doesn't be a stranger, just is really good with words. But he figured out how to make it on yeah, the internet. Yeah, he figured out how to, and, and, and whenever you're selling online, you're not, it's not the same thing. You don't, you, you're, you're nobody knows who you are. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're behind a computer screen. And doesn't you could be black, white, male, female. You're you're nobody knows who you are, right? And that's that's what's also great about it is mm-hmm. you know there's um, there's everybody's on the, on the equal playing field there. It's just how much can you you know how much do you learn? And it's really about pattern recognition. Getting on Facebook, getting on these you know these uh, sales platforms, and seeing a a common denominator amongst mm-hmm. the things that are selling, right? And and one of the things I noticed was when you're scrolling through Pinterest or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Some it's usually these bright, non-normal colors that kind of stand out. And so, if you run an ad that's got this like fluorescent green on it, you, you people your see eye just, your eyes yeah, catch it, it, and you yeah. just you you kind of go to it. Now, whenever your eye does go to it, you have to have an image that makes you stay looking at it, or, mm-hmm. or is the product that you want right? Mm-hmm. And so, that was one of the biggest things that you know really helped uh, me, my business. I took a picture in front of my parents' pool. And um, the water, I, I had this like crazy filter on it, so the water looked like really blue behind Beautiful. this behind this bag, and it took off. And I kept thinking, why is this? Why is this ad doing so well? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I, th- I think it's because it's got all this blue in it, because you don't you don't see that in all the other images. And you could, whenever you're scrolling through, it, you, it popped out yeah. right there. And so uh, I started using weird colors and weird backgrounds to get for it. impulse buyers. To, yeah, and, and it's it's not just you're, when somebody you get on eBay or Etsy or mm-hmm. Amazon. There's Amazon actually has that figured out. So what they did is they make everybody have a white background, so they, they want everybody they want they've even uh, you know leveled the playing field even mm-hmm. more. But on these other platforms, you can put any background you want. And so as you're scrolling through, if you're the one, you, there's a million coffee mugs on Etsy, right? Now, if you're one that just pops out, guess what? I'm probably going to buy yeah. that one. If it pops out, I got the cheapest price. And that's one of the things that we focus on too is, is making it so cheap that even if you go and buy your own machine, it doesn't make sense for you to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why. you've got the expertise along with it. And we yeah. use automation robotics. So you don't, have to, you don't have to be involved in the process. Oh. Yeah. So what... Um, I know we talked about wedding things, you know, customized gifts, but what has happened? What is your assessment of this? You know, I grew up with uh, Sears Roebuck, and first they had the catalog, then they didn't, but I'm talking about just those bread and butter retail stores. Yeah. And it is over. It is. And I miss being able to try on things like I used to, (laughs) but I also appreciate the convenience of finding whatever... Because if you drive around all day in Lafayette, you may not find that right gift. Even though you want to buy local, you may yep. not be able to find it. But you can go online and just see things from anywhere yep. in the Abs- universe. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. What, what is your? You knew this though. You you were watching the trends, and it just seems to me maybe it hasn't been overnight. But I mean, in five years, things are just oh, and then totally you, different. Yeah. So when I, when I started um, Complete Full with it, with the same month, I started. My dad is from uh, Forest Hill oh, and yes. uh, has, a, has a nursery. Mm-hmm. And um, I started selling plants online back then too. And uh, that business did it did well. It's been growing every year. But uh, last year when COVID hit, nobody could go to the store and buy plants. They didn't want to go to the store and buy plants. So what did they do? They went online. And, I and think Forest Hill's got the best. Yeah. Right? And I think you just accelerated everyone's yeah. transition, you know, by probably three or four years or so. Mm-hmm. And so now that plant business has grown 
it's, it's grown a lot over the past uh, couple of years, and um, we're actually using the garden center at the Walmart to fulfill the orders. You are? Yep. No, which, uh, the Walmart by... Um... The one, yeah, the one, I, the one I bought, yeah. So oh, oh, here. Yeah, yeah, the one I bought here, yeah. Oh. So we uh, we used the garden center, and that was perfect, because we were going to build a facility up there, and I was like, well, I'm buying this building. I was like, we'll just ship the plants down, uh-huh. keep them in stock here, and each week we'll fulfill all the orders. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good trip, though, to Forest Hills, too. Oh, yeah. I guess people are going back now that things are... Yeah, yeah, Changing. people are going people are going back, but but Forest Hill focused mostly on mostly on wholesaling. Yeah, you know? and uh, when we were we're selling onesies and twosies here and there, they don't uh-huh. they don't really care to do that. Gosh. And um, and that business is in the first. If you're the first to do it, then you have a really big advantage mm-hmm. on anybody else trying to come in after you. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be the first at, at everything yeah. in that in that business. I don't want you to tell on your competitors, but are you? Kind of the main person doing this here in our region in Lafayette. There. Isn't so the thing that kind of separates us from what everyone else does is there's a couple of really big companies out there that that drop ship and, mm-hmm. and do merch items like us. So, um, but they what they do is they usually split into two different types of businesses either they're producers or they're, uh, they're technology companies. And the technology companies, all they do is they, they build these really good. Uh, intuitive, you know, very user-friendly softwares that allow, you know, new sellers to come on and sell stuff, mm-hmm. right? But when an order comes in, they send it off somewhere to get it produced. Oh, okay. So they have producers. Okay. And so that's that's where, you know, that's where there's... Two-step. You know, Two-step yeah. there. But you've got... We do both. One, it's a package yeah, deal. We do we do both. And so what that does is it allows us to cut our, cut those margins down, offer cheaper mm-hmm. prices because we're not having to give it, you know... And, and it allows us to be able to control the quality and know when a problem's coming. If yeah. you're just if you're just sending those orders out and then one day they're like, hey, we can't keep up. Well, how long did you know mm-hmm. about this problem? Gonna, you know, how long in advance did you know this problem was coming up? Right. Versus us, we see it coming. We know, hey, we're going to run into a problem here. And uh, we just, we constantly building um, systems to, you know, catch data and, and you know, present mm-hmm. it to everybody and let them know there could be an issue here. Could be an issue there. Yeah, but as one of your clients, let's say if I... I would I would feel better having one company take my order and you know make it and, and place it and ship it. Yeah, because well, they, then you don't have the well, pointing of fingers. They don't know. That's the thing. So when all these guys get online and they start selling and they they're using this provider and they get on they they're, they're selling that that uh, technology company may have fifty people that produce different products and they're just sending them out to all all these mm-hmm. other ones. But the seller is only interacting with the one. Yeah. Right. And they don't they don't know that's how the business works, but but we do. Right. And uh, what's good is, is some of those some of these guys that are the technology companies, they want to give us orders. They want us us to produce the orders. So um, I, I love their business model because that, that helps us, you know, kind of you know, have a win win there. Right. Yep. So you don't ever get you don't get stuck with inventory. I guess you might buy too many T-shirts or something like do you ever you said you really haven't had to invest that much. But yeah, we we. Are there some things you buy that just nobody wants? The only time that we usually go out and buy, if we're going to buy something in bulk, is when we know we're going to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll look at something that's, you know, like a tumbler or a um, like a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell them. Um, People like those dry fit kind of custom. Yeah, you're, warm it, it, it may take it may take a year at most to sell it, but you're going you're going to get rid of uh-huh. them eventually. And if if you wanted to, we could easily get online and just sell them blank. Sell them back to you know somebody that, that wants to print on them. Yeah, uh, we don't ever do that. Uh, the only time we think we've ever done that, we sold some golf balls the other day. Some uh-huh. company apparently there's a big golf ball shortage in the U.S. and we have a bunch oh. of them. So yeah, we were able to 
send them some golf balls. So that way. You know, Tom Cox with yeah. golfballs.com. Yeah. He was the first e-commerce oh, really? guy, I yeah. think in Louisiana yeah. selling those selling golf, golf balls. Yeah. And, and then he'd, uh, he'd fish them out of we, ponds though. We, yeah. First. That's how he started out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we buy a lot of, uh, printers from Susan, his wife, his wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. She was at the, um, warehouse uh, probably about a week or two ago mm-hmm. yeah she's actually the person that she reached out to me about selling those golf balls oh, she okay. saw them she was like you have any golf balls to spare i was like we got plenty cool yeah yeah so like i'm looking at my discover lafayette ball cap mm-hmm. i wanted you to look at it so i got this put together locally okay if i wanted to sell these online which you know i'd love to um t-shirts and and the ball cap i would just sign up with you yep i would give you the logo Yep. And then would you have to see, like, this is embroidered. Like, if so, it was that custom, so what happens is, how would you, have, you do you that? Have, you have this blank hat, mm-hmm. and we're going to show you an image of this blank hat, mm-hmm. right, Without with, with nothing on it. You upload your design, and it will show you what it's going to look like on your hat. We don't ever interact. You can create a million products, and there's products being created every, every single day. You see what it's going to look like. Okay. And it'll give you an idea of what it's going to look like when it's embroidered. Mm-hmm. It'll even the the computer will take that image and give it an, an embroidered look to it with the stitching. Oh, yeah, same thing that happens with engraving. It gives it the engraving look. So it's not actually the same type of machines that engravers. It's a it's a it's look. A compl- yeah, it's a, it's a complete. So the, the and it looks good though. It yeah, comes out. Yeah, just... the stitching. So this this one you can see the stitching in it. Now mm-hmm. if you're if you're engraving like a, a tumbler or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you, you can. It's got a different type of different type of you know print to it. And so uh, there's filters. So whenever somebody uploads something on a hat, it get, has like an embroidered filter. So it looks like it's got the stitching in it. You have a really good idea mm-hmm. of what it's going to look like whenever it comes out. Same thing. The, the tumblers and everything else, it's almost, I mean, it's almost exactly what it looks right. like. The, uh, the the embroidery sometimes has a little bit of variation, but it's very close. Yeah. And then and um, it's a ball cap. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's a work of art. Yeah. But- Although I'm proud of it, you know. I'm yep, nobody, and, and nobody, if you got on there and saw it, you would never know the difference. Right. You know what you're getting. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you can get on there and you can create products all day long. And they're, they're free until you sell one. Uh-huh. Yep. And we just hold that um, that initial, you know, image, yeah. the file work. And then um, whenever you whenever you get ready and you sell one, we, we make it and we ship it. Yeah. So let's talk about your location. I used to promote Upper Lafayette. Okay. I worked with Upper Lafayette Economic Development and I love that location. It's it's at the crossroads of I ten and I forty nine. Couldn't couldn't have picked a better place. You've got a great location as far as accessibility. Um, your investment, you and Justin and Derek, this is a it's a big deal. Yeah. Because that building was vacant yeah, for it was, a while. It was, yeah, vacant for a while. And it and it was actually a um, the guy that I used, uh, Charles Cornet from, from yeah, the, uh, yeah. for real estate. I, it was a joke to him. I legitimately, was? I I was joking when oh. I said, "Can I leave, can I buy that Walmart building?" Uh-huh. And he was like, "You're joking," but he's like, "I think that's actually a, a you know a viable option." And I was like, "What?" And then we you negotiated the price. Yeah, huh? that's, we started talking, and that's how it came. That's how it yeah. came to be. But uh, I, I didn't know whenever you know we first started when everything everything was you know first kind of. We got the ball rolling, and it took a long time working with Walmart. I mean, we've been working on this deal for a, for over a year, um, and it just the communication was extremely slow. We, I didn't even know if it was going to go through, mm-hmm. even up to like the last two or three weeks. I didn't know if it was going to go and your, through. And your business was growing exponentially. And we had to hold everybody back. You needed it. Yeah, huh? we needed it. We needed to do something. Yeah. And um, so... Um, it finally everything went through, and as we got clo- as we got closer to closing, um, that's when people started finding out, and um, 
uh, started, I started meeting with, uh, Josh Guillory and yeah. some of these other people. And then, uh, you know, the group at Lita uh-huh. and, um, and then once they found out, they started coming to talk to us and they were like, you don't, you don't realize they said you've flown under the radar cause nobody knows who you are. Well, right you're now. so young. I yeah. mean, you weren't yeah. one of those old time, you know, yeah. and names they, yeah. that they, they said, knew. And they said if to, to, to grow to, you know, business of this size without anybody knowing, they said it's, it's great. They said, but you can't do that anymore. They said, when you buy this Walmart building, you're going to get publicity. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it doesn't matter what you do. There, you're, something's going to come out right. And they said, we'd like to get ahead of the curve and let you go out and talk. And um, so we, we went out and did that. And when I started meeting with people and going, you know, talking to them, they just kept saying about how, how great that was going to be for that. for that. Because I didn't grow up in Lafayette, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know much about yeah. uh, you know, different parts of Lafayette. But it was awesome um, to you hear. You probably learned quickly, though. It was a controversial closing only because... Very few people in that area, I mean, they, they depend on that store. Yeah, they yeah. depended on it for food and things. Yeah. But it closed, and so to have it sit there was not a good no. outcome. So yeah. you really did a, a great thing. Oh, I was, I was, yeah. I was excited to. Uh, yeah. you know, once I started hearing that, it made me, it made me, you know, want to focus more and more on that on that area and do as much as we could. Yeah. Um, I mean, we like we have plans to, like I said, put a, a daycare in there. And uh, for the employees, and make mm-hmm. it as, as accessible as possible to bring on, you know, as as many people, and make it as easy, yeah, um, you know, t- to to get there and, and everything else. So it's it's we're I mean I'm I'm excited, still get excited about it. Is there a rental space available in the building? I thought Derek had mentioned that y'all yes. might have some space available. Yes. We it's it's. It, it, it's like, are we are we actively going out? I'm not. Derek mm-hmm. is. He's actually trying to go out and you know lease the space out. Um, um, if if we can, that'd be great. If uh-huh. not, that's great too. We'll occupy the whole building. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only we occupy uh, probably a hundred thousand square foot of it right now. And what size uh, is it? Over two hundred and thirty thousand square. So feet. you do have some space. Yes, yeah, so yeah. one hundred thirty thousand right now. Uh-huh. That's just, just vacant. You should have seen our electricity bill the first month. Oh when we gosh. didn't know how to turn off all the air conditioners. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, they were all there's fifty ten ton units on that on that <laughs> roof, and it was just, they were just all keeping it sixty degrees in there. Yeah. But with it, your engineering background, I'm sure you figured that out. Yeah, we got we, yeah. Well, we got the first electricity bill, then we figured it out. Yeah, I was like, no, no, start turning stuff off. Unplug it. I don't care. Gosh. Yeah. That's a lot of space. So who would be a, like, who would compliment you? What type of business? So there's all, I mean, e-commerce business would be one that would compliment us. Um, uh, A Stuller would compliment us. Mm -hmm. A golfballs.com would compliment us. Somebody that's actively shipping out a lot of stuff with FedEx or Mm -hmm. does e-commerce sales, uh, especially anybody that's in the robotics engineering space. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because if you have, I mean, you you had a common area where the engineers met or talked and, you know, and said, Hey, we have this problem. How did you solve this? Or just, you know, kind of yeah. like, you know, um, you know, good ideas where they can kind of share, you know, mm-hmm. with each other, I think would be a good, you know, yeah. great. I'd also like to have, um, um, like an incubator in there. Space That's what that I was we, thinking, a business incubator. Um, huh? I would like to have space in there where... Or manufacturing incubator. Yeah, any, 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 any sort of tech, manufacturing, uh, for people to come in and we provide them space, mm-hmm. um, ideas, machines, power, you know, internet. And uh, that's one of the things that I uh, met with uh, Joel Robodeau about was, um, you know, doing some some sort of system like that. Because we got the, like the fifth fastest internet in the world here in Lafayette. Yeah. And so it's a really good place for a tech company to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, having a, you know, place like a, a Walmart, I mean, it's a great building. It's really nice. And being able to provide companies an opportunity to come here yeah. And, and basically, you know, have everything set up for you. You, know, you don't right. have to go rent out this, you know, huge space. Or you can, or as you expand, you can expand mm-hmm. into our building. Um, but being able to help them out anyway, get, yeah. you know, get a lot of jobs here. 
I've had other guests on. I'm thinking of a few that um, really have gotten into this e-commerce. And uh, Lauren um, Bercier with um, yeah, Something yeah. Bar her, her and I, were, uh, we were on. She's grown so fast. Oh, she has grown. Yeah, uh, that would that would be a really good business. Company, I know. Because that's a wedding business as well. And I've actually talked to her about maybe possibly, you know, attaching some of the other wedding yeah. type items that we have. Cause and she's we, in Upper Lafayette already. Yeah, so this yeah. isn't Because we, we, uh, we were in the Nabisco building, so we were right yeah. across the street from each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Boyer Doris was a recent guest with Good Eats Kitchen. He's yeah, doing this I, thing I, I with grilled to, oyster kits. Yes, yeah, I know? talked to uh, Boyer the other day. He's uh-huh. supposed to uh, he's supposed to come by here in the next uh, week or so and come check the place out. But yeah. I go into Good Eats uh, pretty regularly and get some meals. What's your favorite meal there? I'm curious. The, it's the uh, maple. Uh, I think it's called. There's two of them with the maple. Is maple. it salmon? It's a it's a uh, breakfast. Breakfast. It's like oh, maple God. eggs and Yum. and beans, something like uh-huh. that. And uh, I can eat that any. It's, even though it's like a breakfast type meal, yeah, I can eat good. it any time of the day. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That I didn't is. know about his stuff till I interviewed him and I met him through. He's in the leadership Lafayette yeah, class yeah. this year. But I guess the reason I'm bringing these people up is everybody's young, and you guys are turning the world upside down. What's you know? you know what's really cool about e-commerce is being able to sell to everybody, not just you know anywhere in the country, but anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you have a business like a, you know, a Jimmy John's, um, all you're really doing is just recirculating money that's inside of the city, right? You're, you're, you're taking money from, um, and you know, a person that lives there mm-hmm. selling them a sandwich and you're just, you're paying the employee that lives there. Right. right? And like a, an e-commerce business may sell something to somebody in Alaska and that money from Alaska is now coming mm-hmm. to Louisiana, and you're paying the employee with money from Alaska. So you're 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 bringing money to that right. area, and that's that's one of the things I like, you know, a, yeah. a lot about it is being, you know, whenever you create jobs, you're not just recirculating money; you're bringing more money to, mm-hmm. you know, that area. That's that's uh, I I love being able to do you know do that. Yeah. This is why it's been so important to look at a centralized sales tax collection for our state yeah yeah because the world's changing whether or not we want it to. yeah yeah it is so hopefully that uh, i think it's a constitutional amendment coming up to allow this to happen but well, i'm trying to think there's anything else um is there anything you wanted to share you know that i didn't ask you anything any advice for entrepreneurs that may not think they can do something like this yeah i mean i think you know, one of the things, and I said it earlier, was being a, you don't have to have a lot of money to get started. Um, like I said, one hundred and fifty dollars is what I got started with. It just it takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. takes a lot of hard work, and you're probably going to want to quit. <laughs> I've wanted to quit a bunch of times. I still have days like that. You sick to your stomach. You're just like, oh my gosh. But that's the reason why you're able to get to those points is because you can handle all the the disappointments and, mm-hmm. and push through that. Um, but as it's, it sounds corny, but just just doing it, going out and just get started. Don't think about all the ways that it may fail. Go out and, and, and you may you're, you're going to you're going to make those mistakes. You're going to go out. Mm-hmm. You're going to have those problems, but you learn from them. I mean, I did it. I, I I've made all kinds of mistakes, but just not making the same mistakes twice was you know was kind of the key. Learning right. from that, yeah. right? And you chose Lafayette to stay. Absolutely, absolutely. I love Lafayette. Yeah, what I didn't ask you when you were talking about moving here, but what brought you? To so Lafayette? that was it. Was actually the, uh, the the network marketing business I was in. So I was in Alexandria, and I was driving down here three four days a week. Um, I didn't want to be in Alexandria. Um, I, you know, when you grow up somewhere, and there's it, there wasn't as it wasn't as much opportunity there as it is down here. And so uh, when I moved down here, this course was other bigger cities. You got Houston, you got Lake Charles, you know, Lake Charles is not any bigger, but 
Uh, you know, when I go to Houston, the only thing I can think of is this is a great place to visit for a little while. But I like being in Lafayette because yeah. it's 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 a big city, but it's small, mm-hmm. and um, and I, you know, know enough people here where it's it's great, and and it's got it's got everything that I want. So I don't know right. why anybody would want you know to go to go to a place like you know it's a huge city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, like I said, I love Lafayette. It's definitely home. That's a good plug for Lafayette. It's a good reason to be here. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. And that's why we do this show. I just think Lafayette's wonderful and. I think entrepreneurs like you, Josh, um, it's a seal of approval because you really could be doing this anywhere. Yep. You don't have to be in Lafayette to be successful. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I, I, that's, and that's, you know, whenever I you know, talk to people about, you know, why Lafayette, it's because I want to be, because I can, mm-hmm. we could, we could pack up, I could, you know, anywhere, anywhere. Um, and so, but I, I love Lafayette, love the people here. And when, whenever somebody comes here from out of town, the first thing they, they always say is, man, the people here are just so, so nice. Everybody's just so, yeah. you know, so warm. And now that's that's what I, you know, what mm-hmm. I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are too. Thank you for being so absolutely, nice today absolutely. to spend time with us. And, um, I think I've learned about how we can make passive income. Correct. It's so different correct. from being a lawyer, you know, billing <laughs> by the hour or doing certain jobs. This gives you the flexibility to. Yeah. And that's grow. one of the things I always try to preach with, you know, our executive team and anybody that gets started, you know, at our company, I've given out uh, some equity incompleteful to employees that have been there for a little while mm-hmm. or some of the guys that just go above and beyond. And it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's not fun just you know clapping high fives with yourself. It's it's great having a team of people around you that day in and day out put yeah. in countless hours, and you're able to have a you know have a little celebratory you know celebratory dinner or something, mm-hmm. and everybody feels like they're winning, and they are because you know they, they have a stake in in the company. Right. And uh, I love that. That to me, you know, is is you, you can't put a price on that. You know, going out and. Um, Seeing everybody, you know, just genuinely excited, not having to think. Are they just are they just excited because we're you know we're here and they're, yeah. they're with their balls? Free dinner, yeah. yeah, free dinner. No, they're genuinely excited because we're growing, and that means they're going to get make you know make more money. So, yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, Josh Gorey of Completeful, thank you for being on Discover Lafayette, and I want to thank our listeners for, um, and I want to thank Derek Moore. Yeah, he's the, one that, made, he's the yeah. one that made it happen. Yeah, thank you, Derek, for being so kind and, and uh, persistent. Me. Well. <laughs> And, and what's funny? I told you, Derek's not like that. And so for the fact for him to go out, I was like, okay. I was like, I, meet I, Jan. I need, yeah, I need to be on there. I was like, I guess I need to go meet Jay. Well, thank you. And I want to thank our sponsors too, who make this show possible. First of all, Iberia Bank, now a part of First Horizon, Oxner Lafayette General, Raider, and in particular Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape, and Kurgan Brothers Sonic. We're very grateful for your support. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, this is Jan Swift. <laughs>